I was toting my pack along the dusty Winnemucca Road When along came a semi with a high-end canvas covered load If you're going to Winnemucca Mac with me you can ride And so I climbed into the cab and then I settled down inside He asked me if I'd seen a road with so much dust and sand And I said, Hans and Scotty I've traveled every road in this Gotta wait for it to hit up here And here we go man. I've been everywhere, man Great song Let's bring him in It's Tim Lacombe right here on 97.5 DKSL Sports Zone Coach, how are you? My guys, how are you today? Did you request this one, Coach? I did, because it's been my week You've been everywhere, man. I haven't been to, like, you know, Omaha or any of those, but I've been up and down I-15, like that scene from the Beverly Hillbillies where they're hanging out of the top of the car. I got, you know, I, that's what I feel like. Is it Jethro or is it Jed? I can't remember. Who's the who's the big guy in that? Jed Clampett's pa, the dad. Jethro's the... The son? The guy like you. <laughs> The big sun in the overalls? Yeah. Oh, Just hey, go lift that, Jethro. Calling high school games. You got jazz pre, half, and post. You're making TV appearances on the jazz games as well. Yeah, dude, you're doing it all, man. You're like Mr. – you're like Cal Ripken. You're Mr. Versatility doing it all. I love it. Well, I'm having a blast. This uh, high school thing is – it's about as fun as anything I do. Uh and I look back on, you know, the career. We, we're lucky enough to win a, a state championship at Lone Peak in 90 or 2000, 2001. And it's still like to this day is one of the cooler things because it's so community based. Or it used to be. Where are we at right now in the state championship picture? We're down to the, the championships uh, of six and five. Those are the ones that I'm doing. Had great semifinal games in 5A the other night and the two favorites came out of it but uh Highland and Timview played great uh, had the the favorites on the ropes but Olympus and Alta will play for the 5A and then last night um Layton was beat by Corner Canyon uh in the in the first semi pretty good um and then the second one was a barn burner went right down to the end and Lehigh kind of crazily came back and won a game uh, at the you know at the very very end, and so it'll be uh, Quincy Lewis going for number eight uh, tomorrow against Dan Lunt, Corner Canyon Lehigh. What makes Quincy such a good coach? His resolve. Um, he is a he is so disciplined in everything he does. Um, I think he, you know, he took that tact when he started to really want to be a basketball coach, and you know he is a technique guy. Um, he's a point your toe guy. He's a guy, you know, by that I mean, you know, he's very concerned with like the geometry of your game, which is so awesome. Um, but at the same time, I think he's a, and I saw it last night, he's just a dogged competitor. You know, he's, he's a guy who will not relent. And, you know, he's just pushes his guys really hard, but coaches them and loves them. And uh, at the end of the day, they, you know, they, he's done a really good job. We talked about how the explosion of college football talent has taken over the state of Utah, and you've got every major university in here recruiting some of these kids out of the state in the game of football. Where are we at with the basketball here in the state and recruiting and D1 athletes signing and moving out? 
It's so interesting because I told somebody this the other day. It's almost as though if I were to go back, you know, in a, I'd have to be in some sort of moon machine to college basketball right now because I, I could never see myself going back. But if I went back, I would not recognize the landscape. I said moon machine because it would be like landing on the moon for me. And I was out there 16 years, you know, uh, grinding and trying to figure out a way to, to have a winner every year. And I wouldn't know the first place to start. I don't know what protocol would be. You know, I don't know what kids want anymore. So I will say this in the state of Utah, the high-end guys, uh, you know, have always gotten uh, noticed. And you know, I had a couple of, I got a text last night. It's so fun doing those games because you get texts from everybody all over the place, no matter where they are. And I got a text from Frank Jackson last night. He was watching it from somewhere. And, you know, we had that dude locked up pretty good. And then, you know, up and up and went to Duke. And, and I so I think, like, now everybody knows where, where and how to get players, right? And so, yeah, if you're in Utah and you're a really good player, you can play anywhere. What do you think of some of the talent you've seen here and, uh, and, and how they'll do at the next level? There's been some, you know, unique – Guys, I, so Brody Kozlowski's had just an unbelievably killer uh, tournament. He got hurt early in the season. He was in a in a car accident and broke his collarbone uh, shortly after committing to um, to USC. And so, uh, kind of a bummer for him, but he hung in there, man. And in the in the three state games, he's got seventy five points, so twenty five points a game. He's shooting sixty six percent from the field. And 64 from three. He's only missed six threes in the three games. Um, got to the line 17 times, made 16. He's just a winner, you know. So I, I, that's a guy that stands out to me. But there are a lot of good players. There's a, a young guy on Corner Canyon that kind of caught my attention last night. Uh, Darrell Desiree, uh, transfer from Juan Diego, but a big guy inside who just kind of patrols the paint, big long arms. And he had a huge night last night for, for Corner um, so good players, but I think there'll be guys that probably go find avenues. You know, last night I saw David Katoa, who's going to go to Utah, and um, they were a little bit outmatched. You know, they were able to gang up on him, so I didn't get to see him at his best. Well, I'm sure you watched some of that BYU-Kansas game, at least paid attention to it, hit the recap on it. How big of a win is that for BYU? Absolutely massive. I mean, it is um, you know, to go into the teeth of that thing. And we played, at, when I was at the University of Utah, we played um, Kansas at Kemper Arena. Uh, and it's when they had Jacques Vaughn and, and LaFrance uh, and Pierce. And so we went in there with Doliak and Van Horn and, um, and Miller. And at halftime, we led by 11. And I'd never heard a place so quiet. Again, this is Kemper. So... Kemper yeah. is, is not the fog, but it's obviously full of Kansas people that are crazy about their team. So that second half came out, and they started finding their way, and that place got so loud. And then they kind of do a little chant like the Aggies do at the end of the game. You know, they kind of sing it, um, the rock chalk chant, and it's eerie almost. Like, you know, they're celebrating your, your demise. And uh, so I was really impressed. But to go into that place, play the way they did – Fight the adversity they did. I mean, I don't know that the referees were out there trying to help him too much. Um, but I just have been so impressed with the way that Mark gets his guys ready to play big games. And, man, they've won a ton of big games just this year. You know, just uh, they've done a terrific job. You've been around a lot of great players. When you look at a guy that, uh, you know, he, I, I, 
Dallin Hall is who he is, but when he takes that step back three and just says, you know what, I'm going to end the game on that shot, that's just a special – you're born with that, right? You you can try to coach that like crazy, but some guys just have that in their DNA, right? Yeah, and I want to expound on that a little bit because, you know, if, if he comes off that thing and they double him, he's going to make the right play. You know what I mean? This is not all about him, like, being able to bang a three and flex. Like, his ability to control that game from start to finish – uh, without, you know, he may score a lot or he may not, but his fingerprints and his um, he, he's putting his team in a position every time down the floor to be successful. So I love what that kid's made of. I, I questioned a little bit because I didn't know, you know, I didn't know if he could handle some of the pressure, but he has answered every single critic um, and is a big reason why BYU's had a magical year. It, the way this BYU team is built, are they built for tournament play or – are they just built for maybe big wins in regular season play? I think they're built for tournament play. Excuse me, tournament play because I think they they might as be, be as together a team as I've seen in a long time. They remind me of you know when we were Coach Rose got the job and BYU had been competitive but had not been able to get over the hump. Um, and you know obviously Coach Cleve took it to a point where they won a league title and they won a, a tournament. You know there. Um, but it was just it's just hard to stay with traction and Cleve left and coach went in there and kept trying to, to build on to it and it was a I mean it was a fight but the guys we had at the time like they changed over the years because I think as things get better you know you just inherently tend to um, perhaps give guys too much and I think back in the day with like Ben Murdoch Sam Burgess those guys that team Lee Kamard, um that's what this team reminds me of. And I can tell you this much, that team didn't care at the end of the night. Honestly, people can say they care, but that team did not care who got it done. They just wanted to get it done. I get the same vibe from the Aggies, too. Yeah. Um, we, we, could, we could talk all day about what's going on with uh, in-state basketball, but you know, you got two teams right now that feel like they're in a situation, certainly BYU is. I think if Utah State ends the season winning the games that they should win and uh, that they'll be a they'll be wearing white jerseys to start the NCAA tournament as a top eight seed uh, in the tournament. So I think that you got two teams that are feeling pretty good about themselves right now, and that's just awesome. I mean, I love college basketball. I know that there's some college basketball haters out there, like, well, it's an inferior game and blah blah. I get, like I get all that, and and you're right. There's sometimes it's it's tough to watch, but at the end of the day. There's nothing better than March Madness, and there's nothing better when local teams are in March Madness and have a chance to make a run in March Madness. It's so fun. You know, it's, I was talking to somebody the other night, and it, it is really crazy. Just my life has paralleled, you know, being with, a, with two different universities, but through some pretty magical times, and, and the tournament obviously being a very big-time centerpiece to that. And it's almost like, you know, I wasn't necessarily right at the table for all of it, but I was, I was in the room, and... You know, I got to kind of watch how it was built, how it went down. And, and I'm with you, Scotty. I think this state particularly reacts to March Madness when there are teams here. Um, it's a festival. It's a celebration. And people dig it. Um, and it's been a while since we've been able to have a couple of teams. So uh, the fact that there's a regional here in Salt Lake plays into it you know, from an intrigue standpoint. Uh, I think both teams with what they were faced with to start the season um, and where they are, I think they both deserve you know, a – a favorable seed and location because I think what they've done is kind of what this new age of college basketball is all about. 
Can I ask you an unfair question? I'm if I I may answer it non-authentically, which I don't do often, but that's my that's my caveat. I've actually been sitting here for the past 23 minutes thinking, man, should I ask him this or not ask him this? But I I want to know from your professional perspective, who's the better big, Ali Khalifa or Great Osborne? They're just different. They're, they're both so good. Um but they're just different in what they do. You know, great is, you know, his ability in, in some ways you penetrate the basketball with both guys. Um, and really that's the key in the essence of the game. You want to create, uh, a, you know, aggressive movement at the basket that the defense has to re- react to and spacing is then disjointed. You get teams in scramble mode and you can do that with both of those guys. You know, great's more throw it down to him on the block. And how's the defense going to react? I would bet right now, Scott, I haven't seen a game or, or much of a game since the Boise game, but I would imagine he's seeing doubles every night. Oh, yeah. Yep. Right? So they've got their, their cuts and, and everything in place, but good things happen when the ball goes in there. Um, and he's not like a, a sorcerer passer, but he's a he's got high intellect and his ability to score down and around the basket. You know, really, Ali Khalifa's biggest thing is he's not going to really do much around the basket other than be crafty. Um, with a defender down there, um, but he is going to kill you from the high post. Uh, he's so good in ball screen. If you watch him, you know, you think about navigating a ball screen with those big guys. It would be like hand setting a ball screen and having to get over the top of it every time. And he's hitting you with his elbows in the ear, and, you know, you're hitting against his hip bone. Um, and it's every single possession. So uh, I, I guess the unfair question, I, I'm giving you an honest answer. I would take either of them. And I would take them both on my team because I think you would have two guys that are like dominant in particular parts of the game. Greats with his bas- back to the basket and understanding how to put the, the ball in the hoop. And and then also, you know, Allie from the high post and his ability to step out really fluidly lately and hit threes. It's uh, Tim Lacombe joining us right here on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone, as we are live here at RGS. And uh, we will get into the Jazz coming up. Uh, expectations for this game coming tonight against Orlando. We'll talk to uh, Coach about that. We'll also uh, take a closer dive on the landscape of the NBA and uh, what we expect out of this stretch run uh, because there's a lot on the line here. And it should be interesting to see how these uh, – Next few weeks play off and play out, and uh, can the Jazz hang in there a little bit? How much does Golden State do they come back down to earth hands with uh, with the Wiggins news? I don't think so, but you know who knows. Question that Coach could definitely help us answer um, as we kind of move through this final half hour of the Jazz preview show. But you know, Scotty, I have been taking a look at my mom and dad's house lately where yeah. RGS has put so much work into it. And now we're a year in. Can you believe it's been a year since we built that house? No, I cannot. Yeah, we're a year in. And seeing the way the siding holds up and the soffit and the fascia, we actually went with uh, metal soffit and metal fascia. What is that, Greg? Is that is that a tin fascia and soffit? Um, is it made out of tin? or It's is it, aluminum. Oh, is it aluminum? 027 thickness. So we use the same thickness as gutter coil. So it's a thicker, heavier-duty fascia. Is that what most people are doing on their soffit and fascia now is a metal? Because back in Scotty and I's days, all wood, all plywood. Yeah, wood and vinyl is what they used to do. Most people will do an aluminum soffit now. 
Um, so you can do an aluminum, like we custom bend all our fascia. We don't actually do the pre-bought stuff. We oh. bend the heavier duties, like I said, out of a gutter coil. And then um, you can do different types of soffit. And we can actually do a steel, and that we usually do that in when we're doing like a flat pan soffit, with the, the more modern-looking soffit. So you can do it in an aluminum or a steel, depend, you know, depending on what look you're going for. Well, that's the thing that you guys do such a great job is you can customize whatever package people want to do, you know, and, and from colors to styles to, to, um, to, you know, the, the finishing product, whether, you know, steel, whatever the case is like, you can put together whatever you're looking to do there. Oh yeah. And we've got a showroom here that you can come in and look at all the different ideas. So you can actually physically see it, see the colors, see what the materials look like. We're actually going to be remodeling here in the next month or so. We're going to be changing out some of the products that we have down there. Because we always want to stay up to date with the new products, the new looks, what people are looking for, and they want to be able to physically see it. So we're going to be redoing some walls downstairs so that you can come in here, see it, and then, yeah, we can custom tailor your home any way you want. We can put specialty walls, accent walls, whatever you're looking for. And I know that sometimes, Tim always mentions, when people say, I want to paint that brick, you're like, but, hey, if that's what you want. That's what you're going to do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We can paint brick. We can uh, whitewash. is actually really common right now. It's not It's not exactly painting. You put it on, you power wash it off, and you rub it down so you get a little translucent oh, okay. coming through the brick. So it just kind of washes, but you can still see some textures of the different colors in there. We can do the whitewashing. We'll do, you know, pretty much anything you want to. We might guide you away from the really, really far off stuff but, but we're here to take care of you we're also talking about uh, talking to greg about coming out of the winter months now and seeing any of the damage maybe you've got a piece of siding that's bowed or a piece of the siding that's popped off of the house or you've got gutter damage if you've got any of those issues rgs is the, it's the place to call and you guys could get out there inside of a week and yeah, we're uh, we're on we're actually about three days, three to four days. I, I you know I always hate to say you, you call us now. You can we can be there in three days. We're definitely under a week, but yeah, we're the we're that three four days time frame. We can get out there, come give you a fair, honest assessment, tell you what's going on, what we see, what we think could be causing the problem, what you need to do to fix it, and give you options to fix it. It all starts with a phone call, 801-280-3110. That's 801-280-3110. Call RGS right now, whether it's maybe just some slight cosmetic damage that you need fixed or a massive, complete gut job overhaul to the outside of your home. They're going to make it happen. 801-280-3110 right here on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. This is this is DJ and PK. Joined now by the Hall of Famer Steve Young. I heard Boomer Sison make a statement that he feels like if Zach Wilson went and spent a year or two with Andy Reid, that he would be able to blossom as far as being an NFL quarterback. What is your response to that? Quarterbacks thrive with support. You'd think there'd be so many organizations that figured this out, and they just haven't. Zach is responsible for Zach's problems. Zach has to own that. No matter what, I think it's important that you say that and then make the changes, but I really believe of all the places that Zach could go to, my spot would go to Sean McVay and behind Matthew Stafford, because I think it's a spot where he could really understand the position, really get coached in a way that could be really profitable to him, and still could see the field in the near term, because Matthew's probably not going to play forever. Catch DJ and PK, mornings from 6 to 10. Presented by Murdoch Hyundai, Utah's number one Hyundai dealer for 16 years in a row. On 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. So nice to meet you. 
97.5, the KSL Sports Zone, but let's be honest, more importantly, it is Coach Tim Lacombe. Kind enough to hang out with us. Coach, this is this another one of your selections? Yes, this is a band I saw this weekend at Soundwell. And they were terrific, by the way. Who are they? This is a band out of Boston called The Elevators, E-L-O-V-A-T-E-R-S. They're terrific, man. It was a great show. Just a touch of 311 in there. There is, yeah. A little of that, a little dirty heads. Um, but I, you know, it was a very, very peaceful kind of fun show. Maybe a bit of reggae, maybe? There's a hint. Oh, for sure. Yeah, reggae inspired, without a doubt, you, mister. You can, set up, you can break set, down food and music. I'm impressed. When you say peaceful... What do you what do you mean by that? <laughs> like nobody was moshing? Uh moshing? No. Uh, uh, not where I was. People were, you know. You vibe. You don't vibe, mosh. yeah. You vibe to that stuff. Thank you, Lloyd. <laughs> we just need the young guy around here. I still <laughs> think I'm having the young whippersnapper because we we've said this a million times. We're college buddies. He I I was thirty eight in my third life and he was just trying to get started. And we uh there was a kinship, I have to admit. What do you see out of Orlando? What are the Jazz up against tonight? Uh, well, the Jazz has really struggled to take care of the ball. Um, it, you know, and I, I set the table last week. We talked about it, but this is a different time. I mean, I think if you're looking to see, hey, did the Jazz win tonight? Uh, you know, it may not be the exact way to watch this, uh, but they definitely have to compete harder than they have. Um, and I think right now the the rookies are actually decent with their minutes. Uh, I'd like to see Keontae clean up turnovers. He's got some real just head scratchers every night, and that's just something I think with a little more focus, and he talked about focus right there before we came in. I think that can be rectified. But uh, the real challenge tonight against Orlando is they, they cause teams uh, to turn the ball over the second highest rate in the NBA. Uh, and the Jazz, of course, are still 30th in giveaways. So that is a, a cruel, oh that's a cruel, <laughs> cruel matchup. Oh yeah. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's a lot of behind that number. And that's why Hans is saying, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Hey, I uh, talked about you on my broadcast last night. Uh, me? Yeah. Uh, in, in, in a positive light? Yeah, Hopefully, of course. No, okay, good. Yeah, of course. Uh, it was uh, me and, and, of course, Dave Fox and our, our great friend, uh, as my phone would say, Alima Harrington. Uh-huh. Because I'll say, call Alima, and they'll say, calling Alima. Um, <laughs> but we, uh, there's a kid that's Malcolm Johnson for Harriman that is uh, a football guy. He's going to Navy. Oh, okay. And we were just saying how his feet, like, talking about, Alima was talking about making a tackle out of him. And I said, oh, man, our boy <laughs> Hanses would be salivating what he could do with that dude. So I gave you a little homage. Uh, let me tell you, I wish I could make a tackle out of Franz Wagner. That's who I wish I could make a tackle out of. He's pretty good, isn't he? Yeah, he's got those big, long arms. I got to put some beef on him. I got to get him, got to put about 70 pounds on him. But th that guy can ball. Uh, talk a little bit about him just from uh, 
perspective of a matchup against the Jazz and, and what is what is games all about? Well, I think, you know, that for starters, just kind of the prototypical new age big. Um, 6'10", played his, uh, you know, he, he's played the majority of the time uh, for Orlando, you know, kind of being a threat at the three-point line, bouncing the ball. Uh, but he's that kind of that new age guy. In his last uh, five games, he has, you know, he has been – he hasn't shot the ball as well as he has all year. And so he's kind of in a little bit of a lull uh, from the three-point line, but his game is far more than that. And he he's a guy, you know, probably a big reason why uh, this whole team, just even though they're young, they believe they belong and they play like they belong. Um, and so tonight the Jazz are going to have their hands full. I mean, they they kind of, kind of push the Jazz around a little bit here. Uh, with the young guys out there, I just love these opportunities for them to get reps. When you look at uh, this Jazz team, and I asked Ben this, and I want to get your thoughts on this. As you, as a, you know, as a coach, and as a, you know, you, you know, you're out of the game in terms of coaching. But I, I have a hard time imagining you can just shut down the evaluation of how you look at the game. How are you evaluating Taylor Hendricks right now as a starter on this team? What I, are you I'm, looking for? Well, I'm, first thing he's trying to pick up on the fly is know how and. If you were to watch a, a film of him from night one to right now, it, you would just be amazed at how far he's come because, again, this is a young guy who has not played a crazy amount of high-level organized hoop, and you know he just hasn't. And so there's a lot of nuance that he, along the way, you know, didn't necessarily get, and he's getting now. Uh, but it's like drinking from a fire hose. So I look for little incremental things, but the, the, the staples to me – is he engaged? And I see, I see that kid engaged every night. Um, I see him as a guy who really tries to guard his dude, which is a huge issue um, in this league. You've got to be able to guard the guy in front of you. And it helps if you can guard guys they switch with, and he can do that. Um, but I like the way he is attacking the glass. Uh, whether his shot goes in or not is not as important to me because I think that will come as the game slows down. What is the ceiling for a guy like him? Um, man, that is, you know, it's probably still too early for me to say. I, I think, you know, if, if you just cut it down, if you could get that guy right there who I've already talked about his real uh, strength on the defensive side is he's a switchable defender. And as he gets more knowledge and nuance off the ball, he's just going to become that much better. But his ability to read things from the weak side and get there and, and make a play on the ball is really impressive. Um if you could get him to where he could shoot 40% from three um, and, you know, not even necessarily have to be that much of an off the bounce guy, but, but be able to bounce it a couple times. I mean, I would say, you know, you put that up, you'd want that on any team. So it just, to me, it just can, what can he fit into? But I love like the raw piece. I love the stature. Um, and again, I see him as a guy who, when they drafted him, there's two prongs to this. He brings a great amount of value on the defensive side, which will only get better as he gets stronger. Um, and then, you know, his ability to understand offense and shoot the ball is a plus. Mm. Same with Keontae George. I know that certainly his playing time has been significantly more than Taylor Hendricks, but what do you want to see out of him down the down the stretch? I think just more focus. Um, you know, his, his shooting has really fluctuated, and, you know, that's not as big a, a red flag because he's a uh you know he's he, again a young guy trying to figure it out 
and I think as time goes on, you know that the the, nor, the numbers, shooting numbers will normalize. Um, but I want to see him, you know, more of a leadership role. I want to see him, you know, make better decisions on the floor and maybe eliminate the nights where you have five turnovers. And certainly you're going to have a couple, but when you get into that five turnover and, and two or three of them are like no look, you know, those are the ones that just as a, you know, as you progress as a pro, you've got to be like, I got to clean that up out of my game. Um, and so those types of things uh, with him and then his life's just going to be that much easier because he, he cut his teeth with his team as a passer, which I loved. He didn't come in and just totally rely on the shot. But, you know, he's a guy who was billed and is a scorer. So it'd just be nice to get in the scoring rhythm uh, and find that here in the last 20-plus games. Man, Coach, I'm just finding this league more and more difficult to understand. And, and I got to imagine coaches sometimes shake their heads. Did you see that Andrew Wiggins just left for personal reasons again? He missed the last 25 games the last season. And the way Steve Kerr made it sound, he didn't tell Steve or ownership or management why, but just said, it's personal reasons, I, I need to go. And it's like, man, how do you deal with that, with, with these players that they've got responsibilities and obligations, and it just feels like today's NBA player, is there's going to be a reason that they won't make it to quite a few games in a season. Yeah, I just, it's hard. You know, it's one of the reasons I started to kind of gravitate out of coaching because I kind of saw it become more even though you're a team everybody wants their own individual you and fill in the blanks nutrition guy or strength trainer or yep. you know and all those things like as I came up it's why I say I wouldn't even know how to exist um like we had a strength trainer who came from the NBA and he started trying to like talk us into taking a couple different buses to the game you know and, and it just to me it's just all against the team right so in this instance the one thing i don't want to do is if there's obviously something major serious going on i don't want to belittle that uh, because we are way more open about mental health than we've we ever have been and you know i know as a kid in high school if i were to walk into my coach in in texas and say coach i'm i'm just not feeling like i should play today i've got you know i i would have been they, they used to be able to hit you back then and i would have been hit um, but the world's changed a ton. And so there is some credence you got to give it. So it, I guess what I'm saying, I, I'm out of it because it's a fine line and it's a balance that, you know, like you say, Hans, you got to keep the team at the forefront. But, you know, in certain in certain instances, it's just it's a it's a coin toss sometimes getting more and more hard. It is more, man. More, yeah, I'm more, telling you almost impossible. Yeah, don't envy these coaches at all. Um, all right, we'll take a break, come back. We'll wrap this thing up with Coach Lacombe. It's a uh, it's our Basketball Fix Thursday where you learn all things about the jazz, college, even high school. Again, we got a little high school as uh, Coach will have the championship games as well. It's all straight ahead, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. This is Jake Scott and Ben Anderson. Ryan Smith sent out a tweet, Ben, with a snazzy-looking mock-up. And the tweet says, uh, Downtown Salt Lake City is the heart of Utah. Our efforts are not about an arena. It's about revitalizing a downtown that desperately needs investment. Imagine a downtown experience like this with the NBA slash NHL at its core. It's exactly what everybody wants to see, is an arena in downtown Salt Lake City. Salt Lake still feels a little quaint. It hasn't quite developed into this, this major metropolis. 
metropolis that other downtown areas have, where even like Denver is far more bustling. And bustling is what people want. I mean, the Red Rings look great. And I think an NHL or Major League Baseball team, for that matter, in this community would be incredible for everyone. Now, I don't know if I totally buy into Ryan Smith's downtown slander, but would it benefit from something like this? Absolutely. Here, Jake Scott and Ben Anderson every day from 10 to noon on 97.5 the KSL Sports Zone. And in here beside you, want so much to give you this love in my heart that I'm feeling for you. Let him see what crazy. Wrapping up another edition of the show, Hans and Scotty, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Thanks for making us part of your day. Fun show today. Always great being able to chat with our guy, Tim Lacombe. Coach, how does this game play out tonight, Jazz and uh, Magic? Well, Coach Hardy talked about preparation, and he talked in the last game, he talked about guys doing a better job of getting themselves ready to play. Um, you know, it's just another one of the uh, opportunities the coach has to you know, get his guys to move from where they are to where they need to be. And so hopefully we see some improvement that, to that tonight. This team is, when Orlando is tough, they're young, they got something to play for. Um, like I said, they play like they belong. But the biggest issue I see is that ball security issue because that, with this team, is straight buckets. You turn it over live, they're going the other way, and it's a three or a dunk um, because they are dynamic out there. Coach, are you seeing this – Team, keep their heads up. Are they keeping their heads up? Are they are their emotions in check and where they need to be to compete in this league? Probably not every night, or you know, or every possession. I think, uh, like trying to win a, a championship. I think in this situation, when you have now another opportunity to have to get familiar with a bunch of guys, and you know, there's a couple dudes that weren't in the rotation that are going to back in the rotation. Uh, so there's a lot to juggle, and you know, so you can't overreact if you're a fan. You see. Uh, Lowry in the corner or JC in the corner and they don't get it and they shrug their shoulders. I think that's human in the moment. Uh, but I think over time, you know, that's something when I talked about veterans being better, I, I think that's an area, not just in making baskets, but I think in, in both their body language and their effort, that's something, you know, that they've got to watch because um, this isn't ideal for them, right? This is the situation. But at the same time, um, everybody understood what they signed up for or were involved in. Uh, I, don't th- I think transparency has definitely been um, something. If you listen really closely, uh, like Ben Anderson said on your show this year, at a certain point, the Jazz had to decide, are we good enough to win a playoff series? And and obviously, at a certain point, that was probably not going to happen. So it goes to plan B, and, and everything you've heard from anybody that will say it, it's, the, it's about the young guys developing now and the dudes developing around them. And so that's literally where we are. We're out in the field working. Hmm. Well, Coach, appreciate it. Always fun catching up with you, and uh, have a great uh, have a great call with Jake tonight. All right. Appreciate you guys, too. Thanks for having me in. Thanks, Coach. There he is, Tim Lacombe, right here on 97.5, the EKSL Sports Zone. Greg's with us one more time. We're live here at RGS Exteriors. Uh, whatever you need, and I think it's important because I think people sometimes hear us talk about the James Hardy and the siding and, and the brick and all this stuff, and they're thinking, well, I just, you know, I, you know, I had a windstorm and uh, a tree branch knocked off part of my rain gutter. And, you know, we're probably looking at two, three hundred bucks or whatever the case might be. They're not going to waste their time with me on that. That's not the case. Whether it's a small project or a big one, you guys can help out.
Yeah, just give us a call. We can come out and we can address your problems. Take a look at what you've got, what you need to take care of it, fix it. We do small problem. We do small jobs. We do big jobs. Everything in between. We're we're um, we're not afraid to come out and give you an honest assessment of what you've got. And a lot of people get. Uh, uncomfortable. They don't not know the terminology of, of parts of their house or when yeah. they're calling in. Hey, I've got a section I need you to look at. They don't know what soft is. They don't know what yeah. fish is. I mean, hands drops this stuff, and I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I don't you know what you don't like. need to know that. Just <laughs> from my painting days. I know. <laughs> Work the painting crew. Yeah, just call us. Say you need us to come out to take a look at something on your house. You don't need to know all the terms. We can walk you through all that, make it painless, simple, and easy tell you what you need, what you don't need, and get you some pricing. And i got to imagine right now the sun starts poking out a little bit and people start getting out of their house and looking at their siding. Right now has got to be a pretty hot time for people to think, ah, I'd like a facelift on the outside here. It's a great time to call. And as Greg was talking about, they'll come out, take some pictures, put it in their software, and they could show you what your house will look like with new siding. Yeah, give us a call. We can come out. Right now is a great time to get started on it, get process underway, get your pricing locked in get things started moving forward and like i said the very first thing show you what it's going to look like so you can get excited about it it all starts with a phone call though and i think it's important because you can go on the website and you can see some really cool before and after stuff yeah we have on our website we have all those different things you can look at all the gutters roofs soffits fascias custom metal work chimney caps but we actually do have a before and after page you can look at some of the houses where we've come in and totally redone it taken off the whole front redone it give it a brand new facelift get some ideas from those you can look at them on our website just take a peek and see what we've done uh, website, RGS Exteriors. RGS Exteriors, Utah.com. RGS Exteriors, Utah.com. And you can just uh, call right now. You set up an appointment. It doesn't cost you a dime to have somebody come out, take a look at your home, do the renderings, do all the really cool things that they can do to really kind of help you visualize the opportunities that your home provides. Because, and Greg, we've talked about this before on previous hits, um, there's a lot of people out there that had anticipated um, you know, being in their home for seven, eight years and then moving in or building their dream home. Well, guess what? They're now locked in on a refi at 3% or 2.75% or 2.8%. And now they're realizing, well, I can go to another house, but I'm going to be at 7%. I, I, I can't do that. I can't afford that. You don't want to give up your interest rate, so turn your current home into your dream home. Yeah, it's very simple. Take that house that you're eh, okay with and make it the house that you love. Mm-hmm. Give it that exterior that every time you're pulling, you're like, I am so glad I did that. House yeah. looks beautiful. Yep. There you go. 801-280-3110. RGS Exteriors right here on 97.5 The KSL Sports Zone. JJ and Alex next.